And welcome back to Stereotherapy. I'm your host, Lisa, and of course, I'm here with the wonderful Justine. If it's your first time here, Stereotherapy is a podcast that showcases the importance of music and mental health. We invite guests to share their own story of how music has made an impact in their lives, and we also talk about our own experiences. If you like what you hear, remember to share, like, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. I know you hear that often, but it really helps our show out. You can do that and you can head over to www.stereotherapypod.com, hit the subscribe button, listen to the podcast, read our podcast blog, and check out some other cool stuff over there. We are also on Instagram at stereo.therapy, and you'll look for our same logo you see on the podcast, and we are there, and you can go ahead and follow us there as well. We'll post a lot of our teasers and other cool stuff on that Instagram page. We will continue our shows celebrating the albums turning 20 this year, and I wish we could talk about all of them, and maybe we'll revisit some, but trust me, so many have really impacted us, and if you like these kinds of things, let us know. Maybe we will do it again in the future of some of the albums we didn't get to talk about, uh, but there are so many important records, and we're going to dive right back in until the year 2003, and I'm going to go first and share this album that I really, I had to go back and I forgot it was turning 20 and had Justine not kind of tell me about it, I would have overlooked it because I had to double check this list multiple times and I can't believe I overlooked (laughs) this one. And I knew it was an important one for Lisa too. So I was like, (laughs) I hope that's on your list because (laughs) I I don't know. I never saw it. Um, And so I'm going to go with the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's Fever to Tell. And I absolutely loved and love the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's. And to this day, and Karen O is one of those women in music that really, truly shaped who I am and who I was as a person growing up. I know a lot of people, you know, maybe they went the pop route of, say it was like Britney or, you know, any of those other just pop powerhouses that were around And that's great, but I never fit that mold. And so someone like Karen O, it was just so incredible to see that. And, you know, this band was also a big reason why I wanted to move to the East Coast. Uh, You know, we talk about how a lot of the, you know, emo bands, I guess you have to call them, shaped us and myself. Um, And they absolutely did. But the yeah, yeah, yeahs were just so special for so many reasons. And the whole kind of New York lifestyle they brought to it. And maybe it was just Karen being this incredible front woman. And again, this energy that really drew me to her. And again, like I not downing anyone in pop music, but it just seeing people like Karen, Oh, up there commanding that stage and letting out these screams, but then being able to go into these soft spoken moments was just so incredible to me. And I really, at that age, hadn't really heard of, anyone doing that um and I'm sure there are artists that were they just weren't on my radar at that time but on this record you've got date with the night that really showcases what I was just talking about there and I just have never still heard that vocal like Karen O and whenever I go back and listen I'm just like yeah I I love her I love the yeah yeah yeahs and I know that the song Maps is the forever fan favorite. And, you know, I know that that's the one song, no matter what people know. 
And even the music video itself is so interesting. Um, and it's a forever favorite of mine as well, even though it's like one of the most popular ones. And Pin is another track on there that is one of my favorites on this record. And although I don't have some really deep meaning or maybe I shouldn't have at my age at the time listening to this looking back, but the sound of it still to this day and all the layers that have just been so special musically to me. And I'm so still heartbroken that I have never seen this band. I have never been able to see the Yeah Yeah Yeahs and they are on my bucket list and I'm hoping one day I can finally see them. And I feel that, you know, even at the age of their band and hitting this 20 year mark of this record, um, they're still out there and better than ever. And I just feel like anyone that's ever seen them, they're like, they're a must see. You have to see them. And really just please go check out the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. If for some reason they maybe weren't for you when you first listened to them or you just never really got into them, whatever it was, because this record, I feel like it has something for everybody. And maybe some people might put it on and be like, oh, I don't know about this or, uh, you know, or a female fronted band. I know some people just aren't into that. But there's just something so special. And, you know, Karen O has just so totally rubbed off on, you know, me. And she's someone that I would definitely, if I ever met her, I would just be in awe. Like, I don't even know. She's one of those people that I would not, <laughs> I don't even know. I would be starstruck. And I mean, maybe to her meaning fans, she wouldn't, you know, have... Uh, like like see why someone like myself or other people would be starstruck but I absolutely would and I I just love them and I'm jealous of anyone that has ever been able to see them so <laughs> if you have let me know um and I know they're playing like shows here in New York I think they announced something but um I think it's in Cooperstown so it's like it's, it's a big huge venue and of course it's so expensive so I think I'm gonna have to wait for a festival um, but Justine, do you have anything that sticks out about the yeah, yeah, yeahs or were like, were you a fan at all of this record or them? Yeah, I love the yeah, yeah, yeahs. I think Karen O is just so talented. And like you've said, like, she's an amazing female rocker for just like mm -hmm. any girl to look up to. And I was so excited to be able to go see them at Riot Fest last year. Oh my year, God. So. Oh. Uh, I Lisa knows, like, because <laughs> I talked to her about this. But, like, when it came to the third day, I was in so much pain, so we didn't go. <laughs> oh, that's right. They were on the third yeah. day. That's right. They were the third day. And, like, I was in so much pain. And Tim was struggling with, like, his sinuses so bad. And he was just looking at me. He's like, he's like, babe, I know that, like, <laughs> like you were excited to see the AAS and Night of Jails tonight. But he's yeah. like you look like you're really struggling and I don't feel too good. Can we just stay home? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. So like, didn't go, but yeah, the, I think they're wonderful. I, and you know, that's, that's so interesting too. Cause a lot of people I talked to at Riot Fest, they were like, uh, the third day, Oh, the headliners, you know, nine inch nails. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, like almost 
like a lot of people wouldn't be into that right and I'm like what are you talking Ew, about like, who are you like these two are iconic bands and yes. I would have loved to try and make it back to Chicago because I still the yeah yeah has also put out a new record was it this oh I'm gonna be so mad at myself if it was this year no I think no 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 it wasn't this year no way was it last year they put a record out in September that's what it was and even that they had their same sounds and it was still very much the yeah yeah yes but like different in a way and um there's actually a really good song called different today (laughs) on that record but like it's so so good too so there's stuff that's coming out is they really have not missed a beat and Karen O forever (laughs) um (laughs) But Justine, what's going to be your album you're going to share? So my first record is the used self-titled album. (laughs) And first off, listen, I know that (laughs) it's the 20th anniversary of the reprise of this album, (laughs) but it's my choice. So too bad. And you all are going to have to hear about it anyways. And you know what? Even though it's technically right, someone will fight it and say something, it still means a lot to you. And that's what this podcast is about. So let's, yeah, yeah mean, let's, let's do it. So just deal with it, guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this had always been my favorite use album. Um, these songs are just so relatable, not just for somebody who struggles with mental health, but also. Anybody who just feels ostracized, um, I've gotten to see them live quite a few times, and they put on a really great show. Mm-hmm. Um, Bert just knows how to pump up a crowd, and on my very small attempt of trying to learn the guitar, I was trying to learn how to play on my own, and that song alone has a special so it still has a special spot in my heart um I was a teen who was very depressed and was very outcasted so the words just really struck me when I had heard that song um and today looking back the lyrics like I try to hold it all inside something is missing but what do I know and like so now it just has that added element of what was missing for me was like knowing that I was autistic so like I was having all these struggles and I never really understood why I was different or what why I was so depressed and I couldn't get happy and now I know it's because like there was a missing like element of what was going on with me so this album just really struck a chord with me and it still does I love that album to a whole still to this day I remember I on my own was one of my favorites especially live when they would do it it just was so good but I I loved this record so much and it's like you said like I I know they toured recently with I think it was Rise Against and Sunset's Fail and I didn't get to go but they still from videos I saw and I was looking at like again they still have it and a lot of these bands still have it and the used was one of those special bands too because they were so different like yeah like like in the lump of whether it was a post-hardcore band or all the pop punk or whatever going on at this in these years like they just really stood on their own I know and I think that's why I always 
had a soft spot for them because they were a little different from mm-hmm. the other emo bands and like pop punk, pop punk bands going on in that time and that stood out for me and I always like when like bands kind of stand out from the crowd um and are a little different and they just did it for me no they I think they did it for so many too because even after that like I stuck around through like the in love and death era and I was so into the used and I think I recently saw them at riot fest before I moved here so maybe it was 2015 and they played and again, they were they were so good. And I sat there and still watched them. I'm like, I don't care that I'm so much older than like some of these people here. Like I'm yeah, watching them and and Bert too. Bert's always open about his struggles and everything he goes through too. So he's another one that's always been like so open in that. And I just I, constantly like if I put like one of those playlists on and um the used will pop up and this record will pop up nine times out of ten. And I still listen to it still. And I still love it just the same of this record. And if you have not heard this record, please listen to it because it's so good. I I think uh, I have to go back to it too <laughs> and listen to it and get some memories. But did you ever have like a favorite memory like seeing them? Ooh, um, so... I don't know if this festival still exists anymore, yeah. but like there was the Taste of Chaos. Oh, yeah. Do you, you remember that? And yes, it was, I like, do. Sponsored by, I think, like Rockstar Energy Drink yeah. or something like that. And I saw them play with Chiodos. Mm-hmm. And oh, gosh, I can't even remember what, I think there were a couple other bands there. Yeah, oh, I, it was uh, Aiden, I think, that, was the that's, one band. And there was another one that was like a little smaller, not as well known as the other yeah. ones. But um, he threw a towel into the crowd, and I got like a ripped piece of towel from somewhere. I don't know where it's at, <laughs> but I managed to get like this like random little like just. It, I think it was mostly strings at the point for where some of us well, got pieces of it. But like, yeah, no, like I, it's another one of those bands where I've really only seen them play in festivals because mm-hmm. you know back in the day that yeah. was a lot of how we saw these bands right and um I just always remember them just like really just making the crowd super involved um it was they're the kind of band that like everybody will sing along with Mm -hmm. um and it just has a really good energy to their shows and I got to see them they were one of those I think I told you about this festival I went to it was one of the last ones I saw Circa play oh yeah yeah I can't remember the name of it and this is terrible, <laughs> but like it had a bunch of random bands. So the used was there. Circa was in it. Thrice was in it. Um, was it who else was in it? Some 41. <laughs> oh, wow. And, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'll have to look remember. that up and find like, out what that is. It, you will. Cause <laughs> I cannot remember what it was called, but it was just, it was kind of like a weird eclectic, like variety of like people on it. And um, the use was still great even then. That was like, oh, I want to say like maybe 2019, like right before the pandemic. And it was such a fun time. Like they were just like the crowd was getting it. Everybody was singing. Everybody was having fun. And they're just that kind of atmosphere and crowd. Like they like it doesn't matter how much time has passed. It's going to be a really fun show. And I just always felt like, I don't know, at 
in 2003, I felt like almost like a rebel going to like their show or like listening to them. I don't know. Like I, I was a girl no, I or whatever. like I felt like, oh, <laughs> this is edgy. This is like scary. Like that's scary. I, but like exactly kind of how I felt like when you said they were a little different from like, yeah, most people in that scene at the time. And I think that's why I liked them, because like that was my aesthetic in high school was like trying to not do what other people were doing mm-hmm. okay like I avidly would do things that people did not do if somebody wore a t-shirt that I had I stopped wearing that t-shirt <laughs> like it was like oh, my yeah. whole thing I could not <laughs> be like other people and like so I liked the youth because they were louder than some of the bands in the scene at that time but also like they weren't as common mm-hmm. as, like obviously over time their popularity grew but like at the time they weren't one of the main bands that people talked about and I loved them for it and then of course Bert dated Kelly Osbourne yes (laughs) I had a a huge obsession with Kelly Osbourne (laughs) like okay so in art class we had to pick a picture out of like magazines and learn how to draw like square by square of a picture well, I chose a picture of Kelly Osbourne and I have that drawn till my till this day. It was like one of the best realistic pictures I have ever drawn. <laughs> and like I think it's just because I was so obsessed with her where I was like, it has to be perfect. Right? <laughs> That's a beautiful rebel. I have to make it perfect. And it's just so funny. But like I think that added the element to it. It was like, oh my God, he loves Kelly Osbourne too. Okay. Yeah. You know he has to be amazing. <laughs> They were just another one of those bands for me that again, like like I've said about Thursday or Cursive or like any of the bands we've talked about. It's like they've just got me into like other stuff. And yeah, it it allowed me to branch out and be like, oh, okay. And again, like a safe space, at least in the crowds back then for girls too. Like you could like that yeah. and wear your used shirt, you know, and be good, but like, you know, able to be in the crowd and not feel awkward. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I, I love that. And like another, my next record is kind of like that too. Like they were a very different band in the mix of the pop punk um, era, drive through records era. But I'm going to talk about, and I think a lot of people listening to this will get this um, just because I've kind of talked about it a lot anyways, but I'm going to go to the movie life, 40 hour train back to pen. And this one is forever in my top five records. And I feel like a lot of people really slept on the movie life. Like they were either a band you heard about or you heard about when they broke up. And I mean, um, but one of the most underrated records of all time is this one. And I knew some people that liked them, but just not nearly enough. Um, And I remember yet again, finding them on that site, Pure Volume. And that just goes to show like sites like Pure Volume and MySpace and how important that was to find good music. Uh, but this record from front to back is the perfect record. And still all these years later, later when they play them live, just forget about it because they are just the movie live shows are just one big sweaty sing along. And I mean, the song Jamestown on there is just one of the songs that I will always crank at the highest volume in the car at home in my headphones anywhere and everywhere and the lyric it has gotten me through a lot um whether it was 
building this podcast or just the past few years with my fiance and I and his injuries and just life in general um, is there's no setback that can set me back. And that lyric stuck with me. And still to this day, it is just, I hear it and I'm just like, oh, yes, Vinny, like you, you've got me, even if he doesn't, and he doesn't even know who I am, but I love that lyric. Um, and I mean, you got, uh, you've scary, Hey, Jamaica next. It's something ship to shore. I could just go on about this record. And this really got me through a lot of just in my teen years and early twenties and gave me something different. And I think that's a common theme for me in music and it's not intentional, but in the pop punk drive through records era, this band just really stood on their own. Their sound, I feel, is like a good mix of hardcore and punk and I guess a little pop punk element in there too, but like not like the other pop punk bands. And you could really just hear that in those tracks and it's just set them apart uh, at the time. And all these bands just coming through like Starting Line and New Found Glory in the early November and I love all those bands and I'm not shading, but the movie life just really stood out in that mix. And I was so heartbroken when they broke up and I wasn't able to see them during that original time. Um, I just, I don't know if it was like the tours or just me being younger, I wasn't able to go, but I was able to catch them when they reunited for a Riot Fest show a few years ago. And it was one of my favorite sets. And it was early in the day. I think it was like 1 p.m. And not a lot of people, there were a lot, but it just wasn't, they were on a small stage. But every single person that was there was singing, like pinned to the gate of that little barricade and just having the time of their lives. And I love that so much. And I mean, it just speaks of the movie life and, how many people all these years later love them so much. And, you know, Vinny is one of my favorite people that I have been able to meet in music. And he was so kind and truly one of the most genuine there is. I met him with his other band, I Am The Avalanche, and you should definitely go check that out. Um, if you are going to the adjacent festival, go see both bands. <laughs> I am so jealous trying to get to the adjacent festival. I don't know. But the movie life and I am the Avalanche are playing and they're incredible. Um, but I got to tell Vinny how much his music has really saved me through many difficult times. And uh, he met me with such a huge hug uh, and was just so kind and, and just thanking me for listening to his music. And I'll never forget that and just how nice and down to earth he was. And it was like, Again, this is why I gravitate towards some of these bands. They're full of great people that care about their fans and are just amazing and incredible. And I feel like because of that interaction or the couple that I've had with Vinny and the movie life or, you know, I'll say I am the avalanche. I know I'm talking about the movie life, but even that band, like, that's why like I will follow wherever they go. Uh, I know Vinny put out a children's book recently. I don't have a child yet. I'm hoping to very soon. One day I bought it. I didn't even think twice. I was like, I just love this man. I love what he's about. I, his music has truly saved me. I'm buying this children's book and it is adorable filled with Easter eggs of like 
stickers from the fans and guitar and maybe I'll link it below because it is the most adorable book ever um <laughs> but back to the movie life though <laughs> but then he's part of it so it's okay that I plugged his book um but this band truly is just so special and they did release an album um that I think a lot of people didn't give a chance to because they wanted 40 hour train uh back to pen rebooted and we really shouldn't have had that, but I get it. Um, but this record that they put out, I believe it was in 2016. Oh, I hope I'm not wrong. Maybe it was 2014, but I got to go back and look. Um, but it was definitely a more mature sound and it's called uh, Cities in Search of a Heart. And please do yourself a favor and check out the Movie Life's records. They are such an important band. And I'm certain that we would not have a lot of our favorites today without them. Um and again, I'm jealous if you were going to a Jason Fest, uh, please let me know if you check them out. But the movie life is just such an important band. And I remember the day they broke up and people being so heartbroken and just so sad about it and me just finding them. And I was like, oh, shit, like, I'm never going to see this band. Like, <laughs> but luckily I did. So things do, dreams do come true and you can see your favorite bands. But I, I just love them. And I... I can't wait to see them live again. And they're such a, although a great festival band, you have to see them in a venue to get the full impact of, you know, Vinny getting in the crowd and the crowd just singing every single word to every single song. And it's, it's just one of my favorite records. <laughs> but did you, were you a fan of the movie life at all? Or did you hear of them? Um. So I never really got into them. Mm -hmm. Like I know who they are and yeah. I'm pretty sure I might've had like a song or two, like on a mix CD or something, but like right. they just weren't one of those bands where I was like, I have to get more. And that's not saying I don't like them. It was just right. one of those things where sometimes like, especially in those times, right. When we were making like burn CDs and stuff, like we yeah. might have a song or two and it doesn't mean we don't like that band or we don't like, what we hear it's just there was a lot of things going on at that time sometimes to keep track of all of yeah them. so it's like I know who that band is or I might know a song or two and that's kind of what the movie life was for me but to also backtrack about the child's book thing yeah I feel like maybe we should mention that both me and you work with kids too mm -hmm. so yes <laughs> like I also like I started collecting weird children's books that I think that are different that are amazing that mm -hmm. even though I don't have kids yet either I have a book called what is punk and it's a children's book just all about punk bands and how the punk movement came about and stuff is that the H E creative I don't know I'll have to send it to you so yeah. you can see it and then you can link it to like yeah to because down that's, below. that sounds like um because that's what Vinny worked with the H E creative and they have a uh, the mm -hmm. punk rock ABCs or whatever like uh, they have a book by Toby Morris of H2O too. So now I'm curious if maybe that was the same. I have to send it. Yeah. I'll show you, I will send you a picture of the cover and then you could like link it below if you want. Yeah. Oh, but that's like, so awesome. <laughs> I love it because like, like me and you, like we both have worked with kids for quite a while mm -hmm. and like we're both just haven't been in the place yet to have kids of our own yeah but like because of that we've been exposed to a lot of things like really cool children's books and it's like if I don't buy it now I'm yes. not gonna remember when right. I finally have children so like I 
that's like a thing for me right now is collecting all these like weird random things especially if it's music related yeah um so like I have that one I've seen a lot of other music related ones too that I really plan to get at some point and I have like one about like um like my dad's tattoos or something like that and it's like a children's book like about tattoos and I love stuff like that. I like weird oh. kids books. Um, like when I was a teacher in my classrooms, I would read these books. And because and I was, that's why I was always known as the punk rock Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because like I would have parents that were so appreciative that I mm-hmm. had these outlets and they could have somebody important in their kids' lives to teach them about these other like, you know, music cultures and stuff and they felt trusted in me and exposing kids to like other music and mm-hmm. I told Lisa about this once too because I'm like when it comes to punk one of the first bands that I will play for younger kids is Good Charlotte because it's upbeat without always getting too like risque or mm-hmm. too violent in like their wording and like I've been very privileged to have some parents that really love for me to do that with kids and I've always like that's been one of my biggest things that I love is to be able to like you know bring really young generations into like our music and our music culture and I think that's important too you know is to have a trusted person be able to share this with younger generations and I think that's what's really cool about the styles that like we grew up with like emos coming back and stuff like that and it's reaching new younger generations and I think that's super important and that helps keep it going and alive you know no absolutely and that was another reason why like I was like I want this book so like I could read it whether it was the kids I watch or uh, my own kids to show them you know like there there's in the book there's like little tattoos and um and there's like a, you know, it, it, there's just so many little Easter eggs in there. Where I'm like, it's going to show that, hey, like music is cool. You know, punk is cool and and have that acceptance, too. So like I loved that right away. And I was like, yep, that's going to be mine. And that's I just love that. And that's I love that music can do that and like I said, the movie life for me was everything and it still is at anything Vinny Caruana and company does on either side of his bands. I'm there in a heartbeat and I do not care where I have to go to see them. I will, but <laughs> I I will find a way to adjacent fest. I can see it now. I keep saying that <laughs> I, I will. I'm going to find a way. <laughs> yeah, I got to see I all think, these bands. I think it's important that you do. <laughs> we do. We do. I got to go see, um, but I'm curious, what is your second record? So my next album is No Effects and The War on Errorism. Ooh. So, <laughs> I know. Like I love No Effects and I discovered them by going into an AOL chat room my <laughs> in secret because I was not allowed to get in chat rooms. But if anybody who grew up in our day and age knows, we still did it. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We were supposed to or not. And I specifically remember it was like an actual like punk chat room. Like that was like the name of it. 
And I was asking for punk recommendations because I was trying to get into the scene and I didn't know a lot. And people were like super nice and were just listing off all these songs and bands to download and get into. And so my very first song that I heard by NoFX was Linoleum. And I immediately fell in love with them. <laughs> like, <laughs> and A War on Airism is all basically focused around the frustration of George W. Bush. Uh-huh. <laughs> and punk has always pretty much covered and centered around like anti-government and anti-establishment and no effects really did a great job with this album and I personally was very frustrated with Bush and I think this was like really my first like time understanding more so about the presidency and like what stances were and whatnot and so I ate this album up because I was not a fan and I was equally frustrated with like what George W. Bush was kind of doing and what his stances were. But there was also humor to it. And like in all reality, yes, the idiots are in fact taking over. <laughs> but it was still like an obvious topic that needed discussed, you know, and for me that's important because I make fun of everything I do, even if it's a dark topic or mm -hmm. something serious, I cover it up with jokes. And so the way no effects, you know, does that was just perfect for me personally. And I still obviously think it's relevant because I'm personally more frustrated than ever when it comes, when it comes to, you know, politics and government issues so if you are a younger viewer and you're also just currently frustrated with politics and how things are going with like government stances and everything, you should definitely check out not only this album, but other punk bands that were around during George W. Bush's time, mm -hmm. because a lot of, a lot of frustration was covered in punk during that time. And I think they even made a, like, compilation album called, like, oh, my gosh. I can't even remember the name. Oh. I the Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I'm Bush covering his ears to an yes. amp. I know exactly what you're talking about. Because that and, was the Warped Tour era, too, and they would sell it yes. there. I remember that. Maybe we can find the name of that and we can, like, link it below. But, um that was a great time for punk bands because and I know it sucks. It's like we don't nobody wants the, the time in government to be just absolutely horrible. But that's when punk gets good is when is when there is a lot of frustration at the powers at hand. So if you're younger, look into some of the punk bands during this time, because there was a lot of good music that came out of the punk scene. I found it. Uh, Did you? Rock Against Bush, Volume yes. 1. Yes. I feel like <laughs> that image of that album is burned into my brain. And I have it. I'm looking it. at it. I'm looking at it right now. And it is yeah. the ears. Yep. <laughs> yes. I told you. I'm like, I knew the album art. I just couldn't remember the name of it. But yes, maybe we can like link that below in case people want to look into more about that. Oh, yeah. No, I'm looking at it. Wow. That's crazy. I totally forgot. Yeah. I didn't forget about it. And I remember like the Not My President. Yes. The that was, yes that was yes. everywhere too and 
I just feel like, well, I wasn't a big no effects fan and I'll never pretend to be. I always respected them a lot because I feel that they were one of the last kind of era of that punk, punk sound, you know, like not the, the pop punk or not the, um, hardcore wave or, you know, all of that. But I just, that truly was like, I, I just feel they were that special punk sound, like anti-flag, you know, and all those yeah. bands. And I just feel like, uh, just really, really special. So I feel like even though I'm not a huge NoFX fan, I always have respect. And anytime Fat Mike speaks on something, oh, I listen. Yeah. Whether I agree with it or not, I want to know what he has yeah. to say. <laughs> no, he, like, his interviews and everything, I just love to hear him talk. And I think another thing to mention about, there's this documentary called The Other F Word. And it's all about people that are from well guys that are from punk bands that are dads now <gasps> yes I've seen that I love yes. that it is one of the best documentaries I've ever seen so yes and I'm uh, wasn't he in that I think he might have been I want to say him I know Tim McElrath from Rise Against was in it yeah um was it Mark Hoppus I think uh, Mark Hoppus did a little something in it I'm trying to think but yeah no I loved loved, but I loved that documentary mm -hmm. and and that's definitely a documentary to check out if you want to now I'm just gonna... know more about like the punk, you know, scene, especially in like, you know, late nineties, early two thousands punk. Now I'm um, gonna look into that. I'll look into that even so tonight because I want to see because I don't know if um if G has seen that because like if he might oh, like that so and good. I I love that one and oh yeah you know, and I feel like now I I do I have to listen to some no effects too just to. Because should. again, I've always had <laughs> such a respect, but they were another one of those bands growing up that I feel like I couldn't listen to because a lot of the guys around yeah. me, it was, it's you it's can't a listen to this. When you're a girl and especially in our time, like back then, like it was very discouraged and you would make mm -hmm. fun of. So yes. like, and I had even like off podcast, like I've talked to Lisa about it where it was just like, because I was very much into punk, I was into like actual like classic kind of punk, like the Clash and everything mm -hmm. like that. And I loved No Effects, and I was into actual goth music, like well, you know, which I would be interested in doing that in an episode in the future about like the goth influenced bands. But like I was into things like The Cure and The Smiths, and mm -hmm. oh, same, and you know, all those kinds of things, and guys around me constantly were calling me a poser mm -hmm. um were saying that I just wore t-shirts that had bands on it and I didn't know anything about them yeah uh, which all was not true um but it comes to the territory at least back in the day it's still happening which is frustrating because like you think that somehow we would have gotten a little more leeway you know mm -hmm. in that idea but um we dealt with that a lot so I'm not surprised if that was part of it for you. Yeah. But I was also <laughs> at that point in time was to the point, like I told you, I was very much like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And mm -hmm. especially if it's something that people don't like. <laughs> so it was like, um, very much my aesthetic, you know, I, I wish <laughs> even if you were like, I remember when you were in like a, like a 10 year old girl or 11 year old girl that wore Ampercrombie. It's like, yeah, I did. And I changed. Because <laughs> I am a yeah. human being. 
it's shocking you know what I mean and like I was becoming more myself and in a way I was unmasking was what I was doing when it came to high school because I was having I was tired of doing what everybody wanted to do because that was what I thought was expected and what I should have done but by high school I was like I'm done with that I'm gonna listen to what I like to listen to I'm gonna dress how I like um I'm gonna do things that I enjoy whether people like it or not and that was really the start of my unmasking journey with my autism and I didn't know it but <laughs> it was um but that's something that we both me and Lisa and honestly any girl that was a millennial had to deal with a lot was the whole idea that girls could not authentically be in the alternative scenes no and I I, I know that's why I wasn't a big no effects listener because everybody around me like I, in the way I looked right although I didn't dress super punk or have other than like my chucks you know my like yeah like other than that I didn't really have it so it was like it was so intimidating and I always felt like oh I'm not punk enough to listen to them but like I always again respect and now I feel like I want to go back and listen to them a little bit and you know not now that I don't care when I was a teenager I cared like I cared I, yeah, I'll I be know. honest I did yeah. care now it's yeah. like I don't care I'm gonna you know blast it now and listen to it but I will I look for that documentary too because I'll try oh, yeah. and link that it's got to be out there somewhere because that was a really good one oh, it, I'm positive it's somewhere but also like no effects has been around for a very long time right like, that, that's insane time. and they're still so, doing stuff yeah but also like because of that they have like compilation records so like if you are not wanting to get into just like one album but you want to learn more about them as a whole I would say if you're starting from scratch yeah what's, um, what's the in, what's the starter <laughs> into the yeah just look into like the compilation album that they have because then it will kind of encompass like all years of no oh. effect rather than just one or if, like I said, you really want to dive into, like, specifics about, like, anti-government, anti-establishment, then maybe check out this first. And if you like them, then you can check out the compilation so that it's, like, everything. But, yeah, um, they've been around for a while. And it's one of those things where, like, sometimes I always forget how long they've been around. It's like, mm -hmm. I know they have been, but at the same time, it feels like, you know they kind of had a resurgence in the early 2000s. So you almost feel like they were more so starting around the same time as all these bands. No, <laughs> they've been around since like early nineties. Oh so. yeah. Like I remember those early warp tours I went to and they were on the warp tour and it was like, Oh, no effects, no effects. And again, I felt very intimidated to be around yeah. them and watching them. Um, but it was like, it was wild to think that like I, in my mind oh all these bands are just starting out no they're not <laughs> yeah I know it's one of those things too like once you get into a band you're like oh my god they've been around how long mm -hmm. and it can be absolutely shocking but um yeah no they've been around they've been around the scene for a while and um from like more interesting interviews like I have seen I've seen bits of this on TikTok I'm sure there's somewhere else that they're at but there has been some TikToks I've been seeing going around of Fat Mike having an interview that has to talk about the punk rock museum that they had opened. Oh, with Finn McKinty. Um, yeah, I think I sent you a couple of the Yes, the yeah. Yeah, and that's something people should check out as well because it 
it was some interesting talks that I was seeing pop up from it. Yes, I watched that the other day. It was on uh, Finn McKinty's, the I think it's the Punk MBA or Punk Rock MBA, whatever it is. But I'll link his channel too because some of his takes I don't agree with, but he has a lot of good guests yeah. sometimes. And one of his conversation with, with Fat Mike was really interesting about the Punk Rock Museum. Yeah. And I really want to get to that museum really bad. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> like, a must. I go really bad. Yeah. That, that is a must. And that's I'm going to say, list for me. I, I, I'm going to say my next record is very, very um, different than no effects, but it is still one that still good and important. Still very, very important. And I'm going to go with Sayosin. And that although this is an EP, I know translating the name is an EP, but it is still something that came out in 2003. Um, and you know, it's really weird too. A lot of people, when I used to say Sayosin, they're like, oh, it's Say Ocean. I'm like, it's not Say Ocean. I remember how many debates there has been over how you say that name. Yes. And I always <laughs> felt intimidated, like, oh, I'm listening to Sayosin. So now I say Sayosin. So if this is wrong, then just let me know. Um, but when this one came out, it was just so different. And again, my introduction to different sounding music, aggressive, and it just really led me to the path I took with music today. And I've talked about it with the other records. And although it's an EP, but man, was it just such so massive to me. And it still is, you know, it opens up with seven years, which is the fan favorite of this. And I completely get that even now when it comes on, I stop and I love it just the same. Um, and live, everybody in the room still belts it out and almost waits for that. And um, we feel like our teenage selves again. And, you know, Lost Symphonies is my all-time favorite on this one. And it just comes in with, like, this heavy sound. And then you have Anthony Green's voice that just comes in. And what we would come to know in, to this day is one of the best vocalists around in music. Uh and live it just everything hits on so many different levels and this one really just once again pulled me in like and to like heavier things and it was such an important record that really stuck with so many people and for it just being an ep technically and i know as we are recording this they're doing some shows to celebrate um and i'm so bummed that bamboozle was canceled because i was going to try and make it to see them in their set because I really, really wanted to see this played in full. Um, and I would have loved to see though that set. And so if you're any of the shows this weekend, I know they're playing all over the East Coast. I just sadly can't make it to them in Jersey. So I'm hoping and pulling through there's some way I get to see it. Um, but it was just one of these things. This EP was just one of those that listening to it, it was just so hard to describe. And it just takes you to that live show energy. Even if you are just in your car, singing along and you can get lost in it and i don't know what to tell anyone that has not heard of this uh it just it's so important to me and i know so many others and uh another one i love so much is third measurement and C. it was just no matter how i hear it i'm taken back to those younger days when i was in school and this music wasn't as popular and it just stuck with me and i'm forever grateful um and I remember loving Anthony's vocals right off the bat. And it shouldn't be a surprise because that led me to Circa. And as I described in our first episode, that was a band that has changed my life in so many ways. And I know some are mixed on his vocal range sometimes, but honestly, 
It was something I knew I loved, and still no matter if it was Circa, The Sound of Animals Fighting, Ellis Dunes, Seosin, his solo work, or fucking whatever. And yes, I know people got on me and messaged me after the Circa episode when I did the introduction for Anthony Green, and I listed the projects. I forgot fucking whatever. And I agree. I did forget about that one. I like that one too. That one matters. But yes, no matter what it is. Um, so yeah, Tony Bourne that called me out. There you go. I remembered it this time. Um, but I think, you know, while we all want to talk about Anthony Green with Seosin, um, it just as a whole, as a band, they're just such a complete sounding and tight band. And they really stick out again in that kind of, I guess, emo pop punk scene because they weren't either of those categories and they weren't this just strictly hardcore band they weren't this strictly um kind of emo-esque band either they were just completely on their own and much like no effects much like the movie life you know um much like the yeah yeah yeah's you know like all these bands are just they're they're their own and I know every band we can say that about but truly like they just really stood out and I think that's what makes them so special and with them seeing some of the videos from this current uh, little run they're doing to celebrate the 20 years of this they're just as good now as they were back then and um, I know that they followed up this EP with their self-titled record in 2006 with Cove and honestly, Cove was amazing. So I want to just want to say that too. And I'm sure it wasn't easily stepping in after Anthony was no longer in the band. Um, and I'm so excited what's next for Sailson. And we can't forget that Sailson also released a record in 2016, which I love so much. And I had Anthony back on vocals. Um, but if you've been literally living under a rock or you just didn't give it a chance, or you're a younger fan that's like, hey, I'm on TikTok and there's this thing called like emo and post-hardcore. What is this? Check out this EP. I cannot recommend it enough. It is so special. It truly, I still remember me sitting in my TV production class, listening to this record, loving everything about it. I still do. I don't care. It's an EP. I have to celebrate it. This record is just so important. And I have to know, Justine, what is kind of either your memory or, I mean, I don't know, like what, what is your kind of um, connection to Seosin? I mean, obviously a lot. I mean, if anybody's heard our first, our first podcast, they, they yeah. should know we both love this record. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so for me, I was introduced to Circa before Seosin. Mm-hmm. And this is why I love Anthony Green. He is just so versatile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Sayosin gave us like a harder version with his voice. Yes. And then you have him and like Zuloff and the Rock and Roll Destroyer. Oh, another one I forgot. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That one mattered. And I love that one too. It's so good. And love like, that. and then his solo stuff, right? Yes. Which were more oh. like poppy and like upbeat. Kind of folky a little bit, yeah. Yes. And then you have him in Sounds of Animals Fighting, which gave us, like, this weird kind of experimental kind of sound. Yes. And it just shows, like, how versatile his voice is. And I love that we have all these, like, different bands that he is in that shows his range. Because 
it shows how talented and amazing he is. Mm-hmm. And just, I have loved everything he's been a part of. There Same. has not been a single band that he has been in that I have not liked. Um, and like you said, I understand that like some people may not really enjoy his voice, but I enjoy it personally because again it's like a different range than what we're used to mm-hmm. and especially with these kinds of bands you're used to the same kind of like deeper like guttural sounds all the time and he can bring us different genres with his voice and sounds amazing i've loved everything he does and i I can't talk enough about him and not sound like a weirdo. So, (laughs) but like, (laughs) I love it. And I got to see Seosin when they first reformed with Circa, not Circa, sorry. When (laughs) they first, Circa on the brain. But I got to see Seosin when they first had Anthony come back to the band and they started touring again. And it was awesome. I loved seeing them live. And it was so awesome to hear all the songs from this mm-hmm. live for the first time. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they're still going, it's great. I love them. And it's nothing against Cove. I just never got into his era of Seosin. It just wasn't for me. Um, and again, it could be because like you had Anthony's voice on this one and then... Right it's somebody else's voice that's different Mm -hmm. so it just didn't have the same magic for me but anthony and seosin i think is amazing and i absolutely adore it no i i feel the same i got to see them too um when they did reunite too with anthony and it was uh, at riot fest and i remember going there early i was that kid that got the riot fest early to get my front row a spot so i could be a front row for seosin and Usually I try to, sometimes I am that person to take pictures and videos to document this yeah. time. I was like, no, I am just taking this in. Cause I don't know, you know, like, well, I don't know what's next, right. For sales. And I don't know what they've got. Planned. Yeah. I don't know when I'm going to see this again. It was so incredible still. And the videos I'm seeing from this past weekend and them doing it, they're just such a special band. And I just think they, from there, I got in again to so many different sounds, opened my ear to so many different bands because I just loved this EP and it just, it's so good. So check it out because, and then I think there's a song Mookie's last Christmas too. Uh, Yes. Yes. That one too. is like, Oh, that's a favorite too, (laughs) but we've got to see what is your, um, What's going to be your last one that you're going to share with us this record 20 year. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited too, that a lot of our picks have been so different from each other too, because yeah. it's, it's so interesting to see uh, how many different kind of records came out too, which is wild. I know it was really interesting to see because when we were looking at the list of like everything that came out, it was like, that did not come out 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. There's no way. And I know that I am definitely the worst person when it comes to time. Like, I still have trouble believing that I'm 35. Oh, like, yeah. I, <laughs> like, what? I just feel like Jumanji and Rob Williams going to yell, what year is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's so, No, I know. My track of time is just 
it feels like yesterday with some of these and it was a big range and a big list and um I think it's been interesting too because it's like just because you like one like genre of music doesn't mean that like that's your only genre of music I think that's like been the biggest push for like me because like in high school I was very um adamant that my label was a punk goth and I would get really mad if you called me one or the other and not both uh because again it could have been the autism but like being very you know exact when it came to labels but like I have in turn like as I've gotten older I'm like I'm tired I can't just keep listing all these music genres to encompass what I am because I like so many things so now I just say I'm a goth but like I have a very big range when it comes to what I listen to and I kind of always had for the most part but I think it's super important to you know talk about all of them you know because even if you only seem like you represent like one genre doesn't mean that that's the only genre Mm -hmm. that you listen to so I think having that range has been really awesome and I I just love talking to you about music so (laughs) it's it's been nice you know and and we've talked about this before being girls and liking any kind of especially alternative scene where it's like I have never had this outlet to talk about all the music I love and even with friends like I never had a lot of friends that liked a lot of the things that I did musically and still don't mm-hmm. for the most part yeah. I've met, like, online so I really love and appreciate that Lisa has let me come on here to do this with her because I feel seen I feel validated um that my opinions do matter you know and I appreciate everybody that's come and has been listening to our podcast and supporting us because um again like I- I'm about ready to tear up so I'm sorry about oh that. my I'm god to cry but like hold it in. but like this is not all you know this has been a super important project to Lisa it's been super important to me for her letting me join her on this and that's one reason why I pushed her to keep going too because this is an important thing especially for being female or just female presenting um our you know values and criticism and music a lot of times don't get listened to so this is super important to not only me not only Lisa, but I'm sure to a lot of other female listeners or female presenting listeners out there who have dealt with this. So um, I know that kind of got off track for a minute, but no, but hey, I am so glad to. <laughs> I've said this before. I am so glad to do it with someone that I'll, not only I admire, but just love. And I feel like with this relaunched version of this, I'm able to to talk about stuff and learn a lot too. Like, like there's so many bands like you'll talk about where I'm like, yeah, I really don't like, Ooh, I'm stumped. You know, Yeah, (laughs) I can learn, I can learn. And I love it that like, there is such a good conversation and I'll be honest, I've heard feedback from people that they love our dynamic and they love what you bring, you know, not even 
they'll they'll say it all the time like oh Justine's awesome like when I said I wasn't sure what I was gonna do with like a co-host and everything and they said no I would listen to Justine again yeah I like her I like her and I was like yes you know like that's what I wanted you know to give somebody else that space and um have that platform too yeah I I really appreciate it like it it means a lot like me and Lisa have always been online friends for years and everything Mm -hmm. and we've always connected through music but like this has been like this has been a big deal for me and like even my boyfriend can tell and it's just this is something that I've been needing to be able to you know openly talk about for oh my god probably since like early high school and I didn't have Mm -hmm. the outlet so you know (laughs) having this outlet has been amazing and has as somebody especially that's been going through autistic burnout which is very debilitating in a lot of ways and you know trying to be the most authentic me that I can be like Lisa has very much helped that in my healing journey letting me come on here with this and for all of you that are listening and you know caring what not only I have to say but what Lisa has to say oh my god you're gonna make me tear up too I'm I'm sorry It's a Saturday. (laughs) Welcome. Happy Saturday. You're going to have to listen to a couple girls cry on. Yeah. (laughs) But that's what's so great about it. It is. And then I do. I'm so glad we're doing this. So it is. It is. But oh. Anyways, before I start crying, I'll move on. (laughs) I think I know what your last record is, but. Um, I'm sure you do. (laughs) Because we we talk about this band a lot because of me. Yes, <laughs> so, yes, we do. <laughs> um, at least off podcast, I talk about this a lot. We, I haven't really dove into this black hole yet, but here we are. My my next album is Blink One Eighty Two self titled. So it's no surprise here if you've heard me talk about any other way that I have discovered an album or a band that somebody gave me a burned copy of this CD <laughs> because they knew I loved Blink and they wanted me to listen to this. And I remember when this came out that there was actually quite a lot of mixed feelings about how people felt about this when it first came out because it wasn't the same goofy, like perverted like songs that we were used to by Blink. Um, and I think for me, that was one reason why I was immediately drawn to it. Um, and I was already during this time, I was already very insecure. Um, and they had Robert Smith come in and yes. sing on all of this, which is amazing. <laughs> and so like, I'm already in like, but 2003 was about the beginning stages of me diving into goth culture and golf goth things so whenever blink was doing this kind of like darker thing and then had robert smith on it it was like oh my god <laughs> i love blink from before and then mm-hmm. this happened was like oh. in the midst of me going through this like you know transition in how i dress and my music it was like perfectly timed you know and there was so I'm gonna go on a little tangent here 
but it's still kind of related. Okay. So there was a line talking about Nightmare Before Christmas and I miss you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And I had been obsessed with that movie since it came out when I was really little. So that came out in like 93, I think. So I was a huge fan of it from the time it came out when I was really young. And I know people like to be all like nowadays make fun of people with all this nightmare (laughs) nightmare stuff and how it's everywhere. But early 2000s was the first time that we ever got any Nightmare Before Christmas merch. (laughs) Like there wasn't any of it back when it first initially was released. Okay. So like when I was a weird little kid that loved this creepy little Halloween movie that had amazing songs in it, like there was not stuff for it. All I had was my VHS tape. The cover was black. And like I remember that specifically because like, you know, most VHS tapes that have that like Disney cover, it was like white with the cover over it. Well, the Nightmare Before Christmas one was all black. And I have been in love with that movie since I was young. So when it all started to come out and all the merch started coming out, that was when this was in this song. Okay. So like, that was another reason why I was like, oh my God, they're talking about Sally and Jack. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about, Mark. (laughs) Yep. It was like, you know, it's another, you know, silly, quirky little thing to include, but like, listen I love Nightmare Before Christmas so to this day and I don't care I will have things with Nightmare Before Christmas all over it all I want it is my inner child healing and I'm gonna do it so I don't care if you make fun of me (laughs) but um I also just really love that music video for Miss You Too because it was beautiful and like dark they had all this like white powdery makeup on to make them just look extra like sad and yes. like <laughs> dark and quirky I loved that video um Blink is just one of my biggest comfort bands they end up in my Spotify unwrapped every single year since they've done the unwrapped thing <laughs> Oh my God. And it's gotten to be a joke. So like whenever me and my friends are like looking at our unwrapped stuff, like they'll ask for mine and then Blink's almost always number one. And they're just like, of course, Blink's number one again. <laughs> like every year. Uh-huh. I'm, like, I'm so sorry. It's just same things every year. Like my unwrapped, I feel is like almost always the most boring <laughs> unwrapped that you Oh, can so find. is mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally almost this, like I said, like, most of them are the same things every year every once in a while there's a few things like changed especially if it's like a new album came out from somebody I really love then that mm-hmm. will get put in there for a new year but like it, it's almost comical because it's just one of those things too it's like let's see if we can see the autism in your unwrapped Spotify because I would be the poster child because it's like same thing almost every year but I love them so much I even loved them when Matt Skiba was in the band Mm -hmm. um but then again uh like me and Lisa have talked about that like we're Alkaline Trio fans so if you are a fan of Blink-182 by themselves and you're a super huge fan of Alkaline Trio by themselves and you hear one of those people are joining one of the other bands it's like oh my god okay I'm gonna listen yeah this is gonna be cool and it was like I was all for it and I still loved the music that came from that era of Blink 
um it is a little different because it's still it like yes it might not exactly sound like blink but if you love these two bands like separately i feel like yes you're probably still gonna love this even so like without the iconic like tom's voice but i do love that tom is back um I really wish I could see them on tour this year. I've never seen them live ever. I'm really hoping that now that they're touring again, that there's going to be more tours soon in the near future. And then maybe I can finally go see them. Um, I'm kind of thinking that one of the biggest reasons why this tour ended up being so expensive has mainly just been because Tom is officially back with the band um and it's mark coming back for the first time after his cancer um so i'm hoping that's the main reason why the ticket prices were so outrageous so i'm hoping that tours to come it'll be a little more affordable and i can finally get to see them finally you know i hope but, you do too um, because they're they're it's not just people do say an i'll joke like oh live oh this I know. they are your comfort men and if you love blank you know what you're going into. It is not exactly some, like Adele level performance, no, right? No, no. It yeah. is Blink-182. You're getting fart jokes. You're getting dick jokes. Exactly. It's, it's like, I'm blank. not going. <laughs> like, I don't like Blink because they are just so like vocally, like beautiful voices, mm -hmm. right? Like it's fun for me. I love stupid jokes. Like, <laughs> like- Sometimes I am like a 12 year old. You're going to make a fart joke. I'm probably going to laugh about it. Right. Just, um, yeah. Like, if you're going to make jokes about men's body parts, I'm probably going to laugh about it. Um, I'm just, you don't go because they're so like, you know what I mean? Like vocally trained. You go for just having a fun atmosphere and having fun singing along with songs you like. Not necessarily because the band's going to be just completely good. But I absolutely loved this album. It's another one of those albums where I love pretty much every single song off of it. I think the only thing I skipped was like, I think there was like a word like. Yes, that interlude thing. Yes, mm -hmm. the, like the word in, interlude part. Like that would be the only thing I ever skipped in it. And it's so good. And I think it still really, you know, stands out today even. I just love it. It does. And like they're playing on this tour. I saw like they played Down, which is one of my favorite tracks. And like yes. they've been playing like I thought this was one of the records I loved right away. Like I love Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. I yeah. loved Enema of the State. I loved and I want to I want to say I love Cheshire Cat. I was when I was young, I did not <laughs> like it. I'm going to say it. Yeah. not. But then I grew to like it. But yeah. like I this was one of the first records. And I think me being the age I was, you know, being 17, 16, like, not that I could relate to everything, but I was just like, yeah. oh my God, like, this is so great. And admittedly, like, I knew who The Cure was, but like, I didn't know everything, but I loved yeah. the way Robert Smith sounded. And of course, my mom, you know, uh, liking music, I, I dove head first into The Cure and now they're one of my favorite bands of all time. And I was lucky yes. enough to see them. But like knowing the how much of a fan that Blink was of The Cure and having him on this record, that yes. was really cool too. And it just, this one had so much like always, like I, I, I just really loved this album. And I think it really 
was something I wish I would have heard more. And I mean, even down the road when they did like neighborhoods and it was a little different too, a little more mature, loved it. Like I, I kind of love that mature blink. Like I I love the fun stuff, but I loved the sounds of this one. And it's, yeah, I know it's a lot of people's favorites too, or it's not their favorite. I think again, it goes one way or 50, 50 split. Love it or you hate it. (laughs) It's, It's like, but I love, yeah. I loved it. And still to this day, it's one of my top records of Blink. And I think they sounded their best on it. I want to say this was the Jerry Finn day too. Then when Jerry Finn did their stuff, they were like, it was top tier. I mean, rest in peace, but it it was like top tier when they had that kind of dynamic. And like, you heard that on this one. I mean, I, I saw them on tour when this cycle was around and it was so special. And I felt like, I love that they're playing some of these songs on this new to or like this latest tour they're doing. So yes. again, it won't there's be able a, to go. <laughs> I know. It's like, there's no way. There's no. no way. Like me and my boyfriend were like going through it. And he's like, babe, there's no way. I'm sorry. Like, he's like, no, I know you want to go. But five, $600 for a nosebleed. Too no. much. Yeah. It's, it's not worth it. Like I said, I'm sure at this point there'll be more tours. Yeah. Uh, my time will come. But um, I think for me, one of the best things that I saw was the first show they did was, wasn't the first show Coachella? I can't remember. Yeah, it was. That was. They showed, they had a video clip of when they did I Miss You on stage. Mm -hmm. And the first Where Are You? Yes. From Tom, the the crowd went wild and everybody sang. Mm -hmm. It was such a beautiful moment and I loved it. And again, I think if you don't even like Blink... The people that love them or we all grew up on them. And I think they're all our comfort band in a sense because we grew up on them. And whether you're a huge fan or you're like, ah, oh, they're they're sellouts or whatever you want to say, like whatever people say on the internet, you know, but like, I think that they're such a special band that brings people together, whether it's at a barbecue, it's at a concert, <laughs> like, like you play them. I'm trying to think, where do you play music these days? Like a barbecue or like a, a I, I, would say, I just, I would started. say school. <laughs> I just started thinking of the, the holiday song. Like, right? Like that. It's there you go. Day. Oh my God. Like that too. But it's like, I feel like if you are, or like when it's Christmas Eve and I only wrap so many yes. presents, I think of that too. And it's like, I feel like they're I just put it fans. On my Christmas list every year. There you go. See? That song. It's like, that's how it is. Like those, they bring people together, no matter how you feel about Blink. And I think that's what's so special. And it was special about this record. And, they're just such a special band and I'm just so glad that Mark is healthy and anyone like, as much as sometimes like G calls me a hater because I say oh like expensive tickets or this and that yeah. and I- I'm more so bummed you know it's not a bad thing but I am so stoked for anybody that was not like me that saw them in the early days or even 2013 or whatever it was and that you get to see them for the first I'm thinking that kid for the first time gets to see blank like or like yeah. you if you get to finally see them yes yeah. <laughs> for you for you that's amazing and incredible and that's gonna be such an experience and I'm so excited for anybody that gets to do it on this run or and in the future yeah. because like that's I think about when I see my favorite bands that's such a special feeling so really I'm is, yeah. I'm so excited for that for people although I'm not gonna go because I'm like no offense like I've been there done that seen them yeah. I'm not spending <laughs> that money <laughs> yeah no it's it's one of those things where it's like, hey, if you've got that money saved somewhere, for sure, you yeah, go like have at it. That is so awesome. 
Like absolutely. I just I, I, unfortunately not, not one of those people. No. <laughs> not me. I've been yeah. looking. I've been looking because I love turnstile too. So I'm like, oh my God, both yeah. of them. Oh, like, oh, give me that. But I just can't. But I do. I and if for some reason you've never checked out this record, please go check it out. I doubt anyone listening to this has not, but uh yeah, but... go check it out. And I know that we not we're not gonna do another episode. I thought about it, but I was like, oh, <laughs> But I just want to do a little something here before we wrap up, if it's okay. It's going to be like a little quick like uh, recap of some records that I would talk about, but we're not going to fit them in. And I'm just going to say my honorable mentions, but they still mean so much to me. And I know a lot of people. Uh, we've got the early November. The room's still too cold. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Love it. Uh, dashboard, a mark, a mission, a brand, a scar. I would not have met some of the most incredible, amazing wonderful people if not for dashboard confessional the little community thing online i love you all most of you are my little supporters on here i know people from all over loved that record motion city soundtrack <laughs> i am the movie i love mm -hmm. that record so much the mars volta i just love the mars volta that was one of the records that got me into some really unique incredible music uh, something corporate north I'm like I feel like there's so many records people are gonna be like no way but these all mean so much uh when broken is easily fixed Silverstein remember right now Spittlefield <laughs> I did not forget about you Spittlefield I promise I did not uh transcendentalism death cab for cutie the blood brothers burn piano island burn loved the blood brothers I know you would never suspect it I loved them uh, how to start a fire further seems forever i have sunsets and car crashes spill canvas interventions and lullabies the format take this to your grave follow boy i did not forget about you they turned 20 today as we were recording i already did that on the other podcast and in my follow boy episode go listen but yes that record changed my life and in keeping secrets of silent earth coheed <laughs> there there were so many whenever i, think I got them in <laughs> listing some i have yeah. one more list um the white stripes oh yeah came out 20 years ago as well but otherwise you mentioned a lot that <laughs> i was thinking of as well like i was like when it, <laughs> like when it came to i know i'm surprised you got that all with one breath my god i, I know i'm like i can finally <laughs> take a breath but i'm like i want to try and get this in and not you know uh oh my gosh like for me like <laughs> Like with Dashboard, I almost put them on my list. But I was mm -hmm. like, this album wasn't the album that was my most, like, memories. My memories right. came from uh, the places it? that you've come to fear the most. Maybe. Or Swiss Army Romance. It's Swiss Army Romance. Yeah. Swiss Army Romance was the one that hit me the hardest. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I wouldn't really be going so much in this album. So I probably shouldn't right. talk about it. But there was a couple others like that too, where it was like that just with um like Motion City soundtrack. Mm -hmm. It wasn't I am the movie for me. It was um Commit this to memory. Yes, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, some of them I was like, oh, I can't do this because it's not this isn't the album that got me. Right. So, but the list was so long and yeah. Oh yeah. And these have been so much fun to look back to and see. Like truly, I'm like, wow, like they really did shape. I can see like how when the ones you've described or like what I've yeah. described, I'm like, yep, that's why, that's why this, that's why. And that's so cool. And I can't 
And again, because I knew someone was just like, why don't you say dashboard? Why don't you say, like, <laughs> look, this would be like a 10 part thing. And we would never. There's more to get over. to you. And some people might get <laughs> yeah. sick of it too. Like, but I will talk music with you all day. So if I listed any of those records that you loved that we did not go into, message us. Um, and I would love to chit chit chat about them because I I do. I love them. I do. I I'm a huge Mars Volta fan. I almost put them on, but then I was like, I got to put this one on. And if I do this, so I will chat with you all day, every day. <laughs> uh, and again, you can find us on Instagram at stereo.therapy. You can add us and message us or just see what we're all doing. So, but this has been a lot of fun and I hope you've enjoyed hearing about the records that have shaped us 17 and 16 year old us and beyond because we still listen to it. And thank you again so much for listening. I'm sure this was, again, another long one. I'm not even going to look at it, but I know it I, was. I was just thinking the same thing. Like, we've been talking for a while. It's probably but it's, a long one. But, but it's good. And I think people are going to like it. Um, I hope so. And I hope you guys enjoy. And um, we will get out of your hair about music right now. But we will see you next Tuesday. Whenever you are listening to this, every Tuesday, we have a new episode on all the major platforms and our website, stereotherapypod.com. And we will see you next Tuesday. All right. Bye, guys.